What's going on, everybody? Daryl Frater, the club CEO here. Brother, introduce yourself. Tell us the people where you're from. Hey, what's up, everybody in the club? Shout out first and foremost, it's your guy, DJ Diamond, the artist, man, aka the world's most electrifying DJ. And um, yeah, man, I, I'm here, man. And, and, and you know, in the words, the immortal words of 50 Cent, you can find me in the club, you're <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate the plug, man. And DJ Diamond, the artist, man, that is an interesting name. So I want to hear your, your your origin story, you know, you know how long you've been DJing, like how you got started, how you got the name. Talk, talk to me. Tell me about the beginning days. Well, I mean, we only have uh, 30 minutes, so I can't really go too, too in-depth into it, so I'm going to have to condense it. Um, uh, honestly, I've been DJing since I was eight years old. Uh, that's when I started. Um, uh, my brothers, you know, they were uh, like, you know, I, I was the mistake baby. I was the, you know, my parents were feeling frisky one night and I just happened because my brothers were 10 years and nine years older than me and I just came out of nowhere. So um, when they were like uh, 18 and 19, they had bought turntables and I was eight and, you know, they was learning. They didn't even know how to DJ. They just, they just wanted to do it. So as they were learning, I was watching them learn. They wouldn't let me touch it because I was eight and, I, and they figured I'd break the needles and, you know, this is with vinyl records and so on and so forth. So, you know, they wouldn't let me touch, but I would watch them. I'd watch them and I'd watch them. But, you know, they were, they were getting into adulthood. So they had to go to school. They had to go to work. And when they went to school and they went to work, I would grab the, the milk crate. I would get myself on top of the milk crate. I knew how to turn everything on because I watched them. I would turn it on and I would try to practice and emulate what they were doing. And I did this for months, like without getting caught, months, it was crazy. But finally, uh, one day, you know, they something happened. I don't know, maybe the job got canceled, maybe school, school was rained out. I don't know what happened, but they came back home probably in 20 minutes when they were supposed to be gone for hours and and they caught me, you know what I'm saying? Wow. And I, fig I figured I was gonna get the ass whipping of life. <laughs> it, was, it was gonna be over. Um, yeah. I thought they were gonna kill me, but um, the funny thing is, is they said that, yo, they watched me for about 20 minutes and they both realized that I was better than both of them. Wow. And they, was, and they just let me go at eight years old. And then I just became, uh, I'm from originally from uh, Bushwick, Brooklyn, uh, New York, but then I eventually migrated to Long Island, to Brentwood, Long Island to be exact. And that's a big part of my story of how I got to be the person I am today. But while I was in Brooklyn and I was uh, with my brothers, um, they named me uh, DJ Baby J because I was so young and they would take me around to like the block parties in Brooklyn and nobody believed I could DJ until I got on the set and I was killing them wow. at like eight, eight, nine years old or whatever. So that's that's how I got my start, start. And that's before, crazy. And then after that, I, I moved uh, to, to Long Island and then, you know, the we'll continue the story later on. I'm sure it'll wow, connect wow. the dots. No, as this, the this, this is amazing. So, so eight, nine years old, you got on the turntables. Your brothers had them, but they weren't really big into DJing, but then you kind of just took it and ran with it. And then yeah. they just bringing you around. You started DJing as an eight, nine-year-old at real yeah. parties, real-life yeah. parties. No, block parties with hundreds of people in Brooklyn, New York. Like, like you see the Spike Lee movies with block parties. That's how block parties are in, in, in New York. So wow. it was, it was, I was in front of, I was in front of hundreds of people at eight years old. So it, it was easy for me to be in front of thousands of people later. You know, it was just yeah. normal after a while. So it, that's how it started. That's an amazing story. Like how many people can say at that age, they were exposed to that kind of experience, man. And I know that kind of probably set you up to kind of really go forward in that, in that business, in the DJing world. So like, where did it go from there after, you know, getting that early exposure? Like what happened after that? Well, what happened after that was uh, uh, my parents, uh, 
decided to move to Long Island, you know, because it was a, it was a better place to live, better school districts. It was just a better life. We had our own house, you know, a nice size house and everything. So, uh, un but unfortunately, with that move, my brothers was like they was old enough to stay on their own. So they was like, you know, we're not going. It was like, well, you know, that's where the deers and the ducks live, and the you know what I'm saying. And so they used to the concrete jungle. So they didn't come with me. So i.e. I had no turntables. I had no more connection to hip hop. I, my, 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 the cord was unplugged. However, moving to Long Island was probably the best thing that could ever happen to me because I moved to a place in Long Island called Brentwood, Long Island. Now, I don't know if you know, if you know your hip hop history, there's a lot of hip hop that came out of Brentwood, Long Island. And I moved to a certain street where hip hop happened to live heavily. And that street, that street is called Noble Street. And Noble Street is the home of one of the biggest hip hoppers ever. Uh, our prayers go up to him because he's he's currently in the hospital and he has you know he's recovering from a major issue you know uh, that happened in 2020. But um, I ended up meeting at 10 years old the diabolical Biz Marquee. Wow. And Biz Marquee, this was before his records came out, like right around the time they was getting ready to come out. I didn't know who it was. It was just this big, gigantic dude. He was an older dude on the block, and I'm just out here playing. But he was always playing the tapes, like yeah. the cassette tapes of the of the of the hip hop that I loved, that I was a kid, and I knew I wanted to be around. So I just ended up, you know, meet, meeting him, and he just took to me like a big brother. And and he would just always, when he if he did like a show with Molly Maul and Roxanne and them people and Dougie Fresh, he would come back and have the tapes. And he would make sure he would come down the block to where I was playing and he would play the tapes for me. So I I mean, like if you if you watch any other interviews I do, like I always mention and pay homage to Biz Marquee because without Biz, well, first of all, without my brothers, uh DJ Greg G and my brother DJ Maniac, rest in peace. He he passed away two two years ago. Without them, I never would have touched the turntables. But without Biz, I never I may have never realized that I could have made I could have been in, in I could make records for real like like I could do this like for real for real so it, it's Biz Marquis who I who I owe that to and and that was just the luck of the draw of me moving down the block from the guy that's this my word crazy bro yeah I got a story to tell this is, this, this <laughs> is like this is literally crazy and an impossible story that no one could just make up you nah, know you can't make this up getting introduced <laughs> at eight years old doing block parties by nine and by ten meeting Biz Marquis and learning right. from one of the greatest like this is amazing man like yeah. like like where do you go from there like now <laughs> like like you just talked about two years of your life and already have achieved what some people have still haven't achieved in the industry so where yeah. do you go from there yeah. into your teens and and beyond okay well first and foremost uh uh i just want to i want to interject uh i i believe you're going to be playing this audio uh, I'm, I'm i'm pretty sure the audio from this will be archived where people can go back and listen correct so yeah. I just want to I want to first of all say salute and shout out to every DJ that's on on this planet because I am I have the honor of doing this interview with you today which is National DJ Day. So under, understand that this is important to me because I I and you might not know this but I'm the guy who made the record respect the DJ. Uh the video's up on YouTube. I dropped it 3 years ago. I did not make this. I didn't I didn't create this record to make money. You won't find it on Spotify, Tidal. You won't find it on any of the platforms, uh, the streaming platforms. You will only find it on YouTube.
because I did this record for the culture. When uh, when you see me with those respect the DJ shirts, like when I when I was rocking on Funk Master Flex, five minutes of funk, getting busy and all of that stuff, you see those shirts. That that's what that that means everything to me because th- those turntables got me everything. They got me my houses, my cars. They paid for my my kids to go to school. You, you know what I'm saying? The yeah, turntables have did that for me. So I made that record strictly for the culture to show you where I come from. So just I just wanted wow. to say salute to all the DJs. I love and respect all of you. It's National DJ Day. I don't know what day you're gonna listen to this, but but I just want to let you know your boy DJ Diamond, the artist, uh, straight up loves you, and I love you, what you're doing with the club. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> First of all, Daryl, you the man. You know what I'm saying? I'm just gonna let you know what the club got it going on. Now we can continue. No, thank you. No, we got we gotta take a stop right there and just say you know, congrats to you with everything that you've done, and 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 we pay homage to you and all the DJs out there on this day. I got sent out an email earlier today just saying, you know, you know, happy National DJ Day because DJs play important roles in everyone's lives, whether it's, you know, a, a wedding, whether yeah. it's, you know, a, a high school prom, graduations, whether it's just you had a tough day, you just need to listen to a DJ set to chill out. Like yeah. DJs play an amazing role in people's lives and sometimes we take it for granted. Uh, so yeah. I'm glad that this day exists and I'm glad that we're able to let more people know that, hey, take this day to pay homage to DJs and appreciate them for the work they do. So thank you for being on this podcast on National DJ Day. And uh, thank you for having me. Thank you for having excited, me. man. But yeah, yeah. Let's, let's continue with the story, man. You're just getting into your, your teen days. You know, okay, you so- having this early success already. Right. What happens after you know you know you get into your teenage years? Tell me something. Well, the, the the success uh, the success of the DJing part slowed down rapidly rapidly because I had I had no more equipment. I did have you know Big Bro Biz you know wh- that kept me in tune with what was going on, but I could I couldn't do much on my own. And you know my parents basically exhausted all of their funds moving us out the concrete jungle into a better environment. So there was really no money. You know, for no DJ set or nothing like that. Now, let me tell you the importance of family, man. Lo and behold, man, you know, my family pooled together money. I'm talking about my cousins, my, my, my big brothers, one who's still living, Greg G, one who rested in peace, DJ Maniac. And everybody pooled together the bread to get me two turntables and a mixer. Wow. And so by the time I was 12 and a half going on 13, I had my own set. You know, it wasn't the best set, you know what I'm saying? But... I had a set that I could work with. And by them doing that, I became the party d- DJ. I became the backyard DJ, you know, for the, for the kids that was in middle school. I, yeah. Then I eventually started doing the, the, the school parties, like the little middle school dances and all of that. And yeah. then, you know, later on, you know, obviously the biggest stuff, like, you know, the proms and the, and the you know, the, the, the sporting events parties and all of that. So I was like one of the main go-to party guys Wow. In, the, in, in the in the world and um the funny story after that um that's how i ended up meeting um a guy you may have heard of eric sermon one of the best uh, <laughs> dj i'm sorry one of the best rapping producers and one half of the group called epmd so uh i was the hot dj at the time i was younger than eric and them you know what i'm saying but i was still yeah. the hot guy yeah. so the funny thing is eric used to end up coming to house parties that i was doing and he would rap. So everybody thought that he was my MC, but he it, it wasn't, he was just my, my I, I knew the dude, he was my man and I would let him get on the mic. 
So we it started being a thing. So we yeah. started doing this several times at different parties and everybody just assumed that he was my rapper and I was his DJ. So when it came time to make a, a demo, when, when, when he partnered with Parrish Smith, I didn't know Parrish because Parrish was older than both of us. You know what I'm saying? So he partnered with Parrish and he was like, yo, we're going to go in the studio and make a demo. And I'm like, what's that? I didn't know nothing about that. So, you know, we all went into Charlie Murata's studio and we, we did this demo. And on the demo, there was uh, four songs. One of them was called It's My Thing. The other one was called You A Customer. The other one was called Strictly Business. And the other one was called You Gots To Chill. That demo got them the deal on Sleeping Bag Records. And you already know EPMD is one of the biggest rap groups in history. It goes, this right. goes like this in the order of three. Run DMC, EPMD, Mob D. Those are the three biggest duos in rap history. And wow. I'm a part, I'm a part of one of them. And I'm wow. also, if you don't know, I'm also currently for the past five years, I'm back with EPMD. I, I got back with the group. So for the past five years, I've, I've been touring around the world with EPMD. And there's right, so, yeah. uh, there's so much in between, but I'm just yeah. giving you like yeah, the beginning. Yeah, the, the high level. <laughs> we got to <laughs> do a whole documentary on you. An interview is not enough. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, this, I, I, this, I keep telling people 30 minutes is no way I yeah. can tell you everything that I do. Now, th this story is amazing. And it's, it's a story of progression. As you go from one height to another, each of them bigger than the next. And it's just like, wow. You worked your way through the industry from a young age and just kept on thriving. And the common theme behind every pillar of your success was the relationships you built through that, man. And yeah. this is something that DJs and, and people of all businesses need to understand how important building relationships are and nurturing and catering to those relationships because it's not about, you know, how do I come up with the world? It's how do I help others and, and, and build relationships in that process that gets you up? Yeah. You know, and, and, you, and you've done it successfully and it's been something that has, has brought you to, to different elevations. So, you know, keep it up and, and keep being an inspiration for other DJs and other people that are, are working their way up. And um, I, I think that like if DJs come together and are supporting one another and building a community where DJs are supporting other DJs and building fan bases together, I think that's how we all come up in the world. Yeah, man, and, and I'm blessed to still be here after two and a half decades. I mean, I'm still, I'm still here, and I'm still relevant. Thank God. <laughs> man, you, you got, you got a lot, and you're still young, brother. So you got a lot. This is not even the peak of your elevation, man. You have so much more to come. Oh, um, I, I, I got more coming too. <laughs> Just stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, brother. I'm super excited to to watch it all, and I'm glad that we're connected, so um, I can help and support you anyway. You know, using technology, using what I'm doing with the club. And, uh, we, and we all support each other. And that's one thing, you know, in the black community that we got to get more involved on. How can we use technology for our community to help Absolutely. us elevate, to help us do better in this world financially and to be successful as people of color? And, you know, yeah. there's a lot of us, you know, are, are not benefiting from technology. Technology is benefiting from us and other people getting rich off of us. And we need that's to right. change that narrative. We need to get our own tech. We need to get our own businesses that we're running and, and, and having us benefit from it. So, you know, however I can support that, however, you know, we all can work together and collaborate. That's what we're for. And that's what I'm trying to build with the club, a community of people that can come together, use technology and make it in the industry, in the music industry, in the entertainment space and DJs and host these virtual parties that connect one another. Well, that is, it's, 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 it's not great. about me though. It's about no, you. 
the work you're doing though, though I'm the, 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 the you gotta you gotta toot your own horn a little bit. The work that you're doing is great and is is greatly appreciated. And as as far as you know, helping you know uh, uh, one another, I'm this is what I'm all about. I live for this. This is this is like my main purpose is to help all of us. You know, it's I mean, don't get me wrong. If I get rich, that's dope. But if we all get rich, that's dope. You feel what nice. I'm saying? So I mean, like you know, I'm I'm. I'm waiting. I'm waiting on your IPO to go public, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got a few stacks ready to ready to throw in there for you. you <laughs> and and, and the beauty, a beauty of that is, is <laughs> my purpose with this business as well is to not just get it up to IPO by myself and be the only owner. I want to have partners, and I want people to have ownership before we IPO because that's where the real money is made. Right. You know what I mean? So we're going to talk about that, and we're going to stay in touch, and I'll let you know about different opportunities in regards to being an owner of the club because that's what I want. I want to share ownership of this platform um, and, and have everyone have vested interest as we grow this community into a, a huge community um, that's going to serve our people. Absolutely, so, man. We, 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 go, get, we talk behind the scenes about that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I want to get back to your story, man, because this is cool. a major story that the people need to hear. Um, and, and, and talk about kind of the present day where we're at now. You know, we're in 2021, deep within the COVID-19 pandemic. Talk to me about how COVID has affected your livelihood, your business, your DJ career. Okay, I, I mean, I, I keep it uh, as I always do, and I think this is—I think this is why people follow me because I, the, the, it's not—it's uh, not a constant advertisement with me. Actually, most actually, I don't talk enough. I don't do enough interviews, and most people don't know most of the stuff I do until after they find it out from someone else. Like, oh, he did that too. Oh, wow, I thought such and such did that. So. With that being said, uh, full transparency, let me tell you how COVID affected me. I mean, besides, you know, losing, you know, people, you know, very close friends, you know, a family member and, and just so many colleagues in the, in the industry itself. Um, COVID-19 has had your boy unemployed literally since February. The last time I actually made a dime from the entertainment industry was February 28th. Uh, I was on tour and I was on stage in France. And when I stepped off that stage, I got that stack of bread. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Flew back home. Thank God we flew back home that week. Because if it had been another week, we might not have been able to fly home. We had a tour that was supposed to start March 19th of 2020. You know, the country got shut down on March 12th. And that was it. That's the last time I've had an opportunity to make any money. I mean, yes, there's been club places that have been open in certain areas. They, they were open for a while. Sometimes they shut them down. You know, it was it was flip-flopping around back and forth. But I'm an arena guy. I make my money on, you know, on stage in front of 10,000 to 100,000 people a night, depending on how big the festival, or, you, know, you know, whatever it is. That's, that's what I do. There is no 10,000 people venues anymore. So I've, I've, I've been, you know, that's it. This, yep. this game over for me, uh, which actually was, uh, was a blessing in disguise because it forced me, you know, I mean, I'm used to my the zeros going up in my account, not going down. So, you know what I'm saying? It, it forced me to uh, figure out a way to build a better mousetrap, I would say, so to speak. So what I decided to do was I decided to, uh, to educate myself and take myself back to school. But I'm like, okay, yo, you've been in literally straight out of high school. You've been doing music and, you know, it's two and a half decades later. Uh, what are we going to do? We're going we're gonna to try to go to school to become a dentist. I think it's too late in the game to do that. So I had to figure out what I was going to do to, br to bring in some income while I couldn't get on stage to make the income the way I normally make it. Yeah. Hence, I started studying 
uh, wealthy people. I said, if I'm going to educate myself, I said, I'm going to educate myself on how to build wealth, especially from my living room. So I started studying, you know, the Warren Buffetts and the Mac Kaisers and the and Mac Sailors of the world, and you know what I'm saying, and the, and even the Bill Gates and you know so on and, and the Elon Musk, and just to try to figure out a lot, like where a lot of these guys were making and building their wealth. Mo- some of them did it through technology. Most of them actually did it through the stock market. So it shifted me and directed me towards the stock market, and, and more specifically, actually the crypto market. So uh, I don't know if you are vested in the market or not, but um, I'm just going to put it like this. Cryptocurrency uh, saved my 2020 <laughs> in a big way. And, and, and not, not only is it going to save my 2020, it's going to enhance my 2021 oh, yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's something that's the information that I'm, I want to share with everybody. I'm right. like, if, if you don't know anything about the market, it's because you've been programmed not to. They program our people to be scared of anything that can possibly get us wealthy. So like immediately when you talk to, to most black and brown people and you say stock market, they'd be like, oh no, yeah, don't put your money in there. You, you're gonna lose all your money. Keep it in the bank where it's nice and safe. Really? Well, guess what? Keeping it in the bank makes you pretty much nothing. And it keeps you poor by keeping your money in the bank. So that's a whole nother interview and a whole nother seminar we can actually do but i would love to to uh, partner with you and have those type of discussions as a community as far as building wealth yeah yeah bro you're dropping gems man and and i'm not a dj so i don't have a dj background i have a business background so you're speaking my language like we as black people we as brown people we have people of color need to know how to diversify our revenue sources absolutely we need to know how to invest our money so it makes more money for us as opposed to letting it sit idle in bank accounts absolutely like you 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 were literally hitting the nail on the head and um i appreciate you you know telling your story and being vulnerable to the community letting people know where you've been at because other people they'll 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 try to you know have a facade and and not let people keep like know what's really going on you know oh no i I believe y'all i'll tell you right now i am the the first and foremost the celebrity stuff is cool but I'm a man and I'm a real man. I'm not the, I'm not what these kids that they think a man is. I'm a, I'm a, I come from a generation of real men. My father, rest in peace, was a sergeant in the army. I'm a man's man. Believe me, if all went wrong, brother D, listen to me when I tell you, I put that apron on and I'll be like, welcome to Home Depot. I, I have no shame in my, I could have been on stage with 50,000 people last night. Tomorrow, I will be right at that register checking you out. I'm not going to let my family suffer. That's right. not going That's not going to happen, you know what I'm saying? But right. before that happened, I said, well, let me use my, my noggin <laughs> and see what else I can get into. And that's how I got into investing and so forth. But but at the end of the day, we do what we do to, to take care of ours. You feel me? That's what's so, up, man. Like, and, and you are making sure you do whatever you got to do to make right. it. And, and, and that's super commendable because a lot of people, especially during this time, you know, it gets tough and they give up or they, you know, they, they have, you know, moments of depression where they just don't know where to go from here. But you right. said, hey, I see an obstacle ahead of me. I'm not going to just back down. I'm going to strategically position myself to get over that obstacle before it gets here. And look, right. you successfully executed on it. And look where you're at today. Bitcoin yeah. just 3x over the past <laughs> two months. And, exactly. and, and you're yep. probably sitting pretty uh, yep. if I'm guessing right. 
Oh so, man, that trust me, and it ain't just that. I got Ethereum, I got XRP, I got all the types. You know what I'm saying? I got a lot of Chainlink. I got. I, I'm in. I'm in. I'm. I, I get it now. I work. get it. But it, but the thing is, you know, I'm still coming from the I needed money aspect. So let me learn this real quick. But what I'm learning now is on some of the things that I was advised wisely to invest in. I'm learning their use cases. So now I'm getting into your world as far as the actual usefulness of the technology. So yeah, yeah brother, well, I, yeah, I would I would love to even come back and do like a, a whole conversation, not even about the, the, the DJing and the artist stuff, but just on, you know, how to help our people build uh, generational wealth. I would love to do that with you, uh, absolutely. 100%, man. And like I said, you know, my background is in entrepreneurship and business. So what the audience knows a little bit about me is that um, I run multiple businesses and mm -hmm. my aspirations myself is to be able to run a venture capital firm where I'm helping other people like us invest in different asset classes, including early stage startups. Um, yes. and, and that's something that I'm passionate about, playing a major role in closing the racial wealth gap in this country. So we're going to build, man, and we're going to be able to plug that's you right. in in so many different places. I'm super excited that we got connected, man. And I want to bring it back to DJ just because it is natural, National sure. DJ Day. Um, and I want to, you know, a lot of the audience listeners are DJs and aspiring DJs. What's something that you know that you know now as a DJ, um, a successful DJ, that you wish you knew back when you were younger and, and starting out? One, uh, one thing I, I would say I, I, I wish I knew now, well, I mean, I wish I knew, I knew back then was uh, get a team. Um, my resume... It's probably one of the longest in the DJ community. I mean, like I said, my, my, you know, my, I've worked with the biggest artists that are on this planet. Like, I don't think there's another DJ that can say they work with Diddy, Kevin Hart, Beyonce, and rest in peace, Prince. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't, I don't know if, if, if uh, any other DJ can even claim like that. And, and then I've, I've worked with a million other people like, you know, EPMD, Craig Mack, and, you know, the Grave Diggers, Wu-Tang, you know, just the list goes on. But one thing, and I did this all by myself. I've never had a manager. I've never had a publicist. I've never had any of this. I did this. It was just my battle skills of winning all the battles and the championships that I then luckily being in the right place at the right time. And they realized that they wanted a, a hot DJ and I was the guy and everything was just a domino effect. And my whole life has been a domino effect. But what I would tell the young, young up and coming DJs, number one, build a team because I did it the hard, hard, hard way by myself. You get a team and it's just it's tough because not everybody's always out off out for you. Not everybody always has the same drive and determination you have. So you got to weed out the, you know, you, you got to sift through and try to find the needles and the haystack. But when you find those gems, those people, you keep them close to you because the, I've done so much with two arms. Imagine if I had 10 arms what I would have would have accomplished I, I'm not done I got more to go and and trust me I've actually started the, the, I actually started grabbing other arms now so now it's going to be even bigger than it was before but I just I didn't I didn't have no guidance there was nobody in my family that was ever in the music industry or the entertainment so no one could guide me so I was just flying by the seat of my pants and thank God by the grace of God I, I became successful but I would tell all the young up-and-coming DJs if there's something I didn't know then that I know now 
come in with a team. And if even if you see with the artists themselves, like most of the rappers that are winning, they come in with a movement. They come in with a, a strong, just like what you're trying to do with the club. How you, how you yo, it's your baby, but you're like, you know what, man? I want to branch it out a little bit. I want to, I want to, I want to give some. I want to give a piece here, give a piece here, give a piece here, because if the foundation is spread out wider, you can build the building higher. I get it now. Exactly. exactly. I understand. Yeah, I get it, man. I get it. So that's that's man. that's my one major thing. You know, build, that's, that's, that's a gem. Strong a gem, team. Bro. Yeah, Absolutely. that's a gem, man. And, and it's super important, um, especially for those entrepreneurs out there that are listening. Like, you cannot make it all by yourself. You need to build a team. It's crucial. Because just like you said, like imagine what you can do with more like-minded individuals that have the same drive and passion that you do, to elevate in and working together on that business or endeavor or whatever you're working on. That's how you yeah. make it, and that's like how the, our, our counterparts, you know, that are non-black, that that's how they're getting up too. They have Absolutely. teams and family members and other people that are all working together to a common goal. And we in the black community, people of color, we need to do that more. And and work together because separation is not going to elevate us. Working no. together is how we're going to be able to to get to those high points in success. And, and, you, and you're a pioneer of it, man, because you've shown how building relationships is the theme for you. Building relationships have gotten you where you're at, and there's much more to go. As especially as we build a relationship and as we build relationships within the DJ community with tech, with entrepreneurship, and everything that's going on today. And coronavirus has has done an amazing thing, despite all the bad that has happened. It's allowed people to realize how connectivity is super important, even if we're not physically together. Mm-hmm. Because let's say that this didn't happen, this whole pandemic didn't happen. The likelihood of me launching a podcast, me even starting this business, wouldn't have even happened because this pandemic has has put pressure or has. De- has created a desire or need for people to connect virtually and, and has put in an importance on that. So it's like, you know, how can we leverage what's going on in this world right now and take something that is seen as a negative thing and come out on top? And uh, and, and I'm super excited that, you know, the DJ community is standing strong and, and are really working hard to, to, to move forward past this pandemic, given um, how, how much it hit the entertainment yeah. space, man. Uh, yeah, man, it's, we're here. Listen, man, I, I say this, all the time, man. As long as I keep breathing, I keep achieving. That's it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Word, man. And, 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 and brother, brother D, man. You know, like I said, man. Y'all here doing, y'all here doing great things, man. And 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 you know, DJ or not, we appreciate you, man. It's a fact. It comes from hey, the man. heart. I'm here to serve y'all. You know, DJing has been great for me as someone that has hosted a lot of parties. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, some of my events had over five thousand people in attendance, and that's how I got close to the DJ community and realized how important DJs played in the world. Um, mm-hmm. And as an entrepreneur, I realized just I need connections with DJs, and then it just made sense to transition into making and starting the club um, mm-hmm. based on my experience in technology, the DJ community, and and the investment space and access to capital that I have. So, um, so I, I, I appreciate you. I appreciate DJs and the love y'all showing to me. Um, do you have anything else you want to say before we jump into our lightning round? Let's go into the lightning round. I'm ready, man. I'm ready. Describe your setup, hardware and software. Uh, my preferred setup is always going to be Technic 1200s. I love vinyl. Um, uh, as far as a mixer, any 
current battle style mixer. I have a the Pioneer S9. I've, I've recently just rocked on S11s. I've rocked on the Rain 72. I still love my Rain 57, which is outdated. That's the older technology with Scratch Live versus Serato DJ, but I, I still love that mixer because it's a beast. Um, but that's my preferred setup. I, I use controllers and stuff too when it's convenient, but I'm a turntable guy. If you watch my videos, if you go to any DJ Diamond, the artist, social media, IG, Facebook, and all of that stuff, web, and you see my videos, you see what I could do on them turntables. I am one of the original X-Men and Execution is five-time battle champion. So that's where I come from. Holla. <laughs> Besides yourself, who's your favorite DJ? Oh, man. That's hard, man. That's so hard. I, I have... It's just too hard to pour it boiling into one. <laughs> I'm saying it's so hard. I mean, I, I don't... I. I can't say if I have one. I I love so many. I hate to sound watered down and generic, but I love so many you, DJs. You can, say, you can say a few. You can say a few. Okay, I mean, like the, the people that in, inspired me directly would be uh, number one. Uh, rest in peace, Jam Master J. And, I, and the reason why I say Jam Master J was he wasn't the most technically skilled DJ. He was he was dope and solid at what he did. But what Jay did was probably one of the most important things, and he taught us how to be the superstars. He taught the DJ how to be their own brand and how to be fly. You know, Jay used to have the, uh, the he used to have the minx, you know what I'm saying, the fur coats, and Jay was always driving the big cars, and you know, he just got on stage, he got on that mic, and he commanded you to pay attention to what was going on, and he let you know that history was about to be made. So Jam Master Jay is one of the, one of the biggest uh, uh, influences, and, you, and I've done many tributes to him on my social media. And then other than that would uh, also be like Jazzy Jeff. Jazzy Jeff, uh, and, and you guys know Jazzy Jeff from Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, the guy that used to get thrown out the house by Uncle Phil. But before he was getting thrown out that house, he, he was battling and beating DJs everywhere. Jeff is mean on that set. And he actually inspired me when I was 12 years old to become better than what I was. And I was already good. But I heard him and I was like, wait, I'm not good at all. This guy is great. So he was an inspiration, you know, to make us all better. And it did, I have other inspirations, but I, I can go on to I know this is the lightning round. It's too much. <laughs> so let's move on. <laughs> what has been your favorite party or event that you DJed at? God, man, these questions are serious, man. Um, I applaud you because I, I, you, man, what? I, 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 again, I don't know, man. I mean, you're talking to someone that's toured with Prince, is toured with Beyonce, I toured with Diddy. I, I you know, I rock, I, I rock with Kevin Hart. I rock with Anthony Anderson. So I, everything is my favorite. You know what I'm saying like, it's hard to say. You know, I've done, I've done small events with a hundred people that have been incredible. And then I've done, like last year, I did Columbia. It was 100,000 people. You know what I'm saying? It's just, I can't narrow it down, man. It's no fair. No fair, bro. No fair. <laughs> What's one thing that you hate about live streaming as a DJ? Um, You know that, okay, this one I can answer. I, I just, I hate all of it. You know what I'm saying? And I, I don't mean, I'm not downing any anything. I'm not downing the technology because it, without this technology, we'd be going crazy right now. But I'm I'm the live guy. I, I, you know, I'm DJ Diamond, the artist, AKA the world's most electrifying DJ. I get that electrifyingness from the energy I get from the people. 
So I'm used to being on stage in front of hundreds or thousands at a time or tens of thousands sometimes, depending on what it is. And I feed off of that energy and I become a monster on that stage. I'm bananas with it. I'm like, how do I get that energy looking at a phone or looking at a computer screen? It, it's so hard. And I know the people are there because when I go live, they come out in thousands for me. They, they, they come out for me. But it, and I try, you know what I'm saying? And I think I do a good job, but it's more smoke and mirrors when I'm live streaming than when the people are in the room with me, because I can just, I can reach out and high five people. If you, if you look on my social media, you'll see there's videos of me just running out and on stage and high five and a hundred people that's in the front that's packed in like sardines. Cause I like to, I love to reach out and touch the people, you know what I'm saying? So the only thing I don't like about the whole live streaming is, is it loses the, even though it's live for me it loses the live human aspect of it because i can't i can't touch i can't give somebody a, a hug and thank them for coming out and supporting my show you know what i mean that's that's the hard part but but i still love it though shout out djs that you know personally that should share their story on this podcast oh man there's, there's again that's too many there's, there's so many super super dope djs um dj four or five DJ45 should uh, definitely share his uh, story. Um, uh, he has a very dope story, very similar to mine. He's DJ for Lil Wayne, Jeezy, Fabulous. I mean, like, the biggest artist ever. So I would um, connect you with 4-5. I would also connect you with um, DJ Dice as well. Who's, he tours with uh, Red Man and, and Method Man and also is DOS Effects original DJ. He does a whole lot of stuff. I would connect you with our local NYPD hero, uh, my, my boy, the cut lieutenant, uh, DJ Ace, who is, uh, uh, he's an actual lieutenant on the NYPD. And if you ever seen the viral videos of millions of people watching him scratching in uniform, he's become like an overnight sensation. He now, he, as he still works for the NYPD, but he also DJs for LL Cool J's uh, Rock the Bells and, and all this other stuff from Sirius and all of that. So I would connect you with him. Um, there's there's so many more. I connect you with my girl Coco Chanel. Uh, she's one of the the greatest female DJs that ever lived, and there's plenty of other female DJs that are dope as well. I connect you with DJ Redbottom. She's like the remix queen and one of the most party beast DJs ever. Actually, today she was doing the inaugural uh, uh, celebration. That the reason why we had to start this a little bit late. I actually was her tech guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was I was doing the tech role today for her. And she was doing that with, um, uh, with iWoman TV in honor of uh, Kamala Harris. So, and that was with uh, Kathleen Trigg from, you know, from uh, Fox 5, WPIX. She's like a huge news anchor. So I would connect you with DJ Redbottom. Um, and the list goes on, man. I got, I, I'm just behind the scenes. I'm just going to give you a thousand DJ names and you pick. <laughs> awesome, brother. Thank you. And um, last parting words and where can people find you online? Mm. Um, my, uh, well, one thing I, I would say, uh, I try, I try to leave people with a, with a, a nice gym when I go, um, uh, I, I'll, I'll go with this one, the young, the younger up and coming and inspired, inspiring DJs. I would, I would tell you like this, um, promotion is promotion is dope. I mean, the, you get, you got to promote yourself and I, I can't fault that. Um, the, the only problem is, is I see people promoting more than their talent. I mean, they, they promote, they focus on the promotion, but don't focus enough on the talent. So what I would tell uh, up and coming DJs is get your skill set together, get your skill set right and tight. 
And I guarantee you the rest will fall into place because I'm 100% skilled. I actually never really promoted myself, but my skill promoted me for me. And that's how I ended up getting all of these high prestigious gigs. It's always been off of my actual skill. So I suggest before you yell at the top of your lungs, like I'm the hottest, I'm the bliss, and I'm the that, make sure you have the skill set to back that up. If you have the skills, everything else will fall into place. And on that note, I go by the name of DJ Diamond, the artist, and it's very simple to find me. I'm the only one in the world with this name. It's trademarked, by the way. Handle your business. DJ Diamond, the artist, on all social media. Follow me on the IGs and the, and the Facebooks and the and whatever other platform is popping, the TikToks, and the, I got all of that stuff. And But more, most importantly, subscribe to my YouTube because my YouTube channel is the same, DJ Diamond, the artist, because this year, 2021, I have a whole new album that I'm going to release. And my goal is to change the temperature of the music. And you'll understand when you hear my project. My brother, Daryl. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you so much, man, for having me. Yo, and, and and don't forget, y'all, you know where to find me. Like 50 Cent said, you can find me in the club, bottle full of blood. Ha <laughs> ha. It's your boy DJ Diamond, the artist, man. One love. I'm out. Peace. Are you a DJ? Well, we want to hire you as one of our official, The Club Virtual DJs. We've been working hard to source hundreds of paid virtual gigs, and we need DJs of all kinds that are interested in getting paid to curate virtual events for our clients. Whether you're a new DJ, just getting started, or a veteran in the game, we have paid gig opportunities for you. Text I'm in to 609-201-1027 to get notified for paid gig opportunities from The Club. Tell a friend. We look forward to working with you. Now back to the podcast.